You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast, your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain with none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. Hello. How are we doing? So bizarrely, hopefully, my the audio, the microphone on my phone is now fixed. And the way that I got it fixed is not what I expected. So I was on, I have, I have two stories, basically. One was I was on a stag do, like, bloods, bloods, bloods. I was on a stag do in Dublin a week ago. And on that stag do, I dropped my phone, like the idiot that I am. So if you've dropped your phone before, you'll know that in the iPhone, that is specifically, you'll know the pain of seeing it lie on the ground, face down, and turning it over, and like, oh, oh God, smash the screen. And this wasn't like a, um, this wasn't like a tiny little hairline crack. This was a shattered screen. So like in the, I had my phone there, slipped a little bit in my hand, tried to catch it, and in trying to catch it, basically threw it on the floor. Uh, uh, shattered it. So anyway, so I took it to the to the Apple Apple store and uh, had my had my wallet physically assaulted by Apple because um, it's like a hundred and fifty quid, hundred and forty eight quid for a new screen. Um, and I mentioned to them while I was there, like, by the way, um, my microphone's broken. I had this situation the other day where I was doing an Instagram, trying to do an Instagram live story. No one could hear what I was saying for like ten minutes. No one told me so. Um, they were like, don't worry, we'll, we'll replace the screen. And then once we've done that, we'll see if the microphone works. They replaced the screen and magically the microphone started working. So the lesson is, if you find your phone stops working, throw it on the floor and they'll replace the screen. And in doing so, we'll replace and fix everything else mystically with your phone. So if you're watching this, Ryan, I can see you're watching this, <laughs> then let me know if you can hear me. Um, that would be much appreciated. Um, a second story. So I have just come back from a week in Croatia in Dubrovnik and I had a pretty um, interesting experience while I was there. Um, interesting slash slash frightening experience that I, I'm going to quickly share with you. So um, basically, if you've ever been to Dubrovnik, the way that it is set up is there's a an, what's called an old town. So well, the old town. Bizarrely, there isn't a new town. There is just Dubrovnik and it's old. So it's surrounded by a wall. And basically that's where Game of Thrones is filmed. And it is basically, it is like being in a medieval town, essentially. So it's pretty cool. Um, we were staying, me and my girlfriend were staying um, like a 45 minute walk um, outside of Dubrovnik. And obviously, like, I don't do cardio. So like I make a like a, from a, for emotional and, and spiritual reasons, <laughs> I don't do cardio. Um, so we decided to get taxis and because like Uber is a pretty new thing there. And, uh, so the Ubers are pretty cheap. So we get one night we're going in for dinner and we get an Uber into the center of, of the old town in Dubrovnik and like walk around, get some food, have some drinks. Lovely, really, really picturesque. And as we're coming to, to leave Dubrovnik at the old town, um, the, there's, it's just rammed. There's just tourists everywhere. Because basically when a cruise ship arrives, the place is flooded 
with people. Um, and so the chances of getting an Uber are pretty slim. So you go on the app and it's just nothing. Um, and the Ubers are really good as well. Like the Uber driver that we had even had like the, you know, the little pads that you have when you're younger or that way. Don't know. There's when the seatbelt comes over, the pad that like stops the um stops the seatbelt from digging into you. They even have one of those. What service? It was a Mercedes as well. Really posh. Um so anyway, so you can't get an Uber. So you, you're basically restricted to the local taxi companies, um, which are basically twice the price of, of an Uber, which is I suppose similar to, to most other places at this at this stage as well. Um so like hail a taxi, get in the back, and uh it's fine. It's fine. On initial impressions, it's fine. Um, and then we, we sort of like pull away, get away, get sort of moved back towards the hotel, out some traffic. And like out of nowhere, the taxi driver just like jolts, like really violently in his seat. And in doing so, slams the accelerator down really, really hard. And we lurch forward. And, uh, and I'm like, it's a bit weird. A few drinks by this point. So it's kind of funny initially. And then... You're like, hmm, that was actually a bit scary. That look at my girlfriend; she's looking equally bit bit strange. Thought probably just going to happen once. I'll leave it. I'll not say anything. And then it starts happening every sort of twenty, thirty seconds, where this guy like has a big, like violent jolt and starts like twitching on the steering wheel and stuff like that. And um, so you're thinking, like, is he doing this on purpose? Does he know he's doing this? Are we going to crash? Am I going to get back to the hotel? All these things start going through your head. And then you think like, is this guy, is he okay? Like, should I say something? And he was making, like, he kept making eye contact with me in the, um, in the rear view mirror and like seemed normal. So I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe he's just a bit odd. Maybe he's doing it for a joke. Either way, I'm not going to say anything, but like the whole time I'm like sat there thinking like, oh my God, I looking at like, there's the, there's the, uh, Right. If if we go crash, like I'm going to grab the handbrake and like that to put the get the car into neutral and try and grab a steering wheel. Um, but it was just awful. Like he, for about for what was basically through through quite heavy traffic, like a 15 minute taxi ride, just doing that the whole way. I was like, wow. Like you get out and you're like thankful for getting out of the taxi. Like I'm so glad that we made we made it here and we didn't crash, which is ridiculous. And bizarrely, and this is why I want to tell this story. Bizarrely, the whole time that I'm sat there on this journey, I'm thinking like, isn't it mental that something can go from, like the taxi on the way there, I had a pad to stop the seatbelt digging in, the car smelled nice, it was a Mercedes, it was half the price. Like something's the same thing, like the same distance has gone from being fantastic, luxurious, relaxing, nice, to scared shitless, and it's pretty much the same thing apart from the person that is in control of the car. And so what I, what I sat there and thought about, which is, I suppose shows how obsessed with, with the gym I, that I am. But, um, I sat there and thought like, this is why I don't do my own programming. Like this, this experience is why I do, don't do my own programming because the thing that changed was the person in charge. And the thing that changed was I've gone from totally trusting the Uber driver to absolutely not trusting this guy who is jerking around in the in the driver's seat of this car. And so while it's a bit of an odd segue, it's to, trusting the person who is in charge of a journey that can either go terribly, terribly wrong or really, really well 
is so important. Like even though everything else is the same, like it's a car, it's the same journey, basically it's exactly the same journey, it's the same experience, but the guy in the driver's seat changes the entire thing. And when I'm doing my own programming for myself, like designing my own diet, setting my own macros, setting my own training program, for whatever reason, just because it's me and I'm emotionally invested, like I just don't trust my prescription for myself as much as I would someone else. Just because like you're you, you know you better than anyone does. And if anyone's gonna second guess what you say, it's you. Whereas if you invest in an authority or have someone to keep you accountable, whether that's a friend or a coach or whatever, you trust what they say. And the whole thing goes from being white knuckle ride, changing your approach every couple of days to just, oh, got the nice thing to protect my shoulder. Like I'm in a Mercedes, it's lovely. So that's how my, what felt like a near-death experience in a taxi in Croatia relates to training. The lesson is simply this. If you are trying to do something in your own journey yourself, and there is no one apart from you to keep check of what you're doing, you're just making the journey the same as my taxi ride. You're just making things unpleasant for the sake of it. So get someone to do it with you. If you don't want to invest in a coach, get someone to go through the journey with you. Go to the gym with someone. Get someone to check your MyFitnessPal. It doesn't matter. Have someone there with you to make it a bit easier so that the decisions aren't something you second guess. If you want a coach and you want that to be us, drop us a message. But either way, make it easier on yourself by trusting the person in charge and don't let that person be you.